Welcome to the Breckenridge Podcast. My name is John Bastoni. I'm the Securitized Products Trader here. Today we'll be going over the month of November and giving you a little bit of an outlook in certain sectors. I'm joined by Karim Galani, one of the portfolio managers on our multi-sector team. And Karim's going to kick things off with an overall performance recap in the investment grade market. Um, so Karim, nice to be with you here today. Can you give our listeners some performance-related highlights? Thank you, John. It's good to be here with you today. November performance was a continuation of the solid performance in corporates that we saw in October. The nominal spread on the, on the corporate index uh, was six basis points tighter on average, due primarily to strong demand and better than expected earnings. The nominal spread on the corporate index ended the month at the tightest level since March of 2018, uh, as corporates outperformed treasuries and most other spread product during the month. Triple B corporates outperformed single A's, uh, and longer duration corporates outperform shorter corporates as a corporate credit curve bull flattened during the month. So year to date, total excess returns now staying at positive five and a half percent. That's great. So it seems like there's been a lot of supply um, in, in terms of new issuance over Q4 here. So I'm curious if demand has kept up with supply at, at all. Yes, it did. So according to data from EPFR, uh, investment-grade mutual funds had over $17 billion of inflows in November, which brings the year-to-date number to over $270 billion, which is really a staggering amount and will make 2019 a record year for inflows into bond mutual funds and ETFs. Uh, on the supply side, in November, supply was close to $100 billion. According to data aggregated by Barclays, total investment-grade corporate issuance through November has now surpassed total gross issuance from 2018. Uh, The majority of the issuance this month came from the pharmaceutical company AbbVie, which issued 30 billion across 10 parts to fund their acquisition of Allergan. Uh, This was the largest deal of the year and the fourth largest deal of all time. Orders climbed to over 77 billion at the peak. To give you some context on, on where, where price, the 10-year price at a spread of plus 130 relative to um, the 10-year treasury, which was roughly 10 to 15 basis points through Abby's credit curve. Most recently, Abby 10-year was trading 15 to 20 basis points uh, through the new issue spread. Wow, so it seems like there was really strong demand for that deal and for you know most deals in, in general over the month of November. Yes, it was. So another story that has continued to play in 2019 is issuance of reverse Yankee issuance. Can you explain what exactly reverse Yankee issuance is, please, Karim? Reverse Yankee issuance is when a company that's based in the U.S. issues debt uh, in the euro market. So according to data from uh, Bank of America, investment-grade reverse Yankee issuance has been a record 125 billion euros this year. U.S. issuers are making up a large part of the uh, primary market in Europe. Many investors and analysts expect that trend to continue and maybe be even higher in 2020, given the quantitative easing uh, from the ECB is continuing to support low and even negative yields. This month, as one example, we saw Stryker, which is a large medical device company, issue about $5.5 billion of debt in the euro market to fund an acquisition. The 10-year came with a yield of roughly 81 basis points. So they're definitely saving money by issuing debt in the euro market, which is why a lot of companies this year have issued uh, so-called reverse Yankee bonds. That's great. It seems like something that totally makes sense from the issuer's perspective. 
That's right. So turning to the securitized market, John, it looks like you're going to give us an, uh, your outlook on, on mortgages, asset backs, and agency CMBS for 2020. Uh, let's start with mortgages. What do you see in terms of spreads and supply and kind of refinancing, you know, convexity profile? What are your thoughts? Sure. So we'll start with agency mortgages, which will most likely start the year as the time we record this. We're you know, about halfway through December, but we're looking at most likely starting the new year near the multi-year wides and spread terms. So that sort of flags as cheap, especially relative to other spread products, which more or less continue to tighten. It could provide an attractive entry point into the sector um, as, we, as we start the new year. From a refinancing convexity or slash convexity standpoint, prepayments will probably remain elevated in the near term. Um, one thing we're watching pretty closely is the technological advances we've seen in mortgages lately, such as things like property inspection waivers and automated income verification, which will ultimately speed up the refinancing process and make it more efficient and cost-effective to borrowers. Refinancing now is a big component of the overall total supply picture. The other half of the equation is typically purchase originations. I mean, given that refi should remain on the higher end of the range, we think net supply projects in the $275 billion to $300 billion range for 2020, which would be a modest pickup over the past few years. The past three or four years in general have been on the higher end coming out of the financial crisis and to 10 years ago. Lastly, as it relates to agency mortgages, um, GSE reform continues to pop up in the headlines and something we'll continue to monitor. As we head into an election year, however, it's, it's unclear if we'll get any more meaningful progress or if it continues to just be chatter. Okay, great. Uh, so let's turn to the ABS outlook. So far this year, you know, spreads, they're off their tights. We've seen a little bit lower supply, but excess returns have been positive and, and the consumer ABS um, sector in particular has done, done well. What do you see for 2020? We think that spreads will probably continue to be range bound and tend to probably trade near the tighter end of, of the range. You know, despite all this, we still see a fair amount of value in some of the top prime consumer sectors, such as the prime autos and credit cards especially compared to other like duration spread products. The sector so far has performed very well from an excess return perspective, and we think this will probably continue, albeit at a not quite as strong pace into 2020. On the fundamental side, I would say we continue to, we'll continue to look for more norm normalization coming out of some very strong years since the financial crisis. We don't really expect any major surprises in some of the highest quality sectors that we track from a delinquency and default perspective, however. Lastly, on the supply side, as it relates to ABS, we continue to see another 200 to $225 billion in net supply, which again is a number that's more or less consistent with the last few years. The wild card that I'll mention here continues to be bank credit card supply, which has been running anywhere from around 30 to 40% lower year over year. Most of the bank issuers have not needed the ABS channel as a funding source since deposit growth and balances remain robust. So that is something we'll continue to monitor into, into the new year. And then finally, turning to agency CMBS, uh, you know, valuations have been attractive. Uh, we would say this year, they too have performed well. We've seen low delinquency rates throughout the year. Uh, do you think that will continue and spreads will continue to remain fairly attractive? Yeah, we think that spreads will remain pretty stick, pretty sticky here and relatively stable. The outlook here is for the theme to continue, although we, we could see some rotation out of agency CMBS into agency MBS, given how much wider MBS, MBS is right now. 
that could pressure agency CMBS spreads moderately wider if that does ultimately materialize. And that would be sort of a reversal of some of the price action interplay between the sectors we've seen over the past few years where it was mortgages that were on the richer end of the range and agency CMBS that looked um, cheaper. On the supply side, it should remain healthy and will probably come in somewhere around the $150 billion net supply range, which is, again, not all that different from the prior years. And, you know, I should mention that the sector continues to see more and more different and diversified buyers entering the space, which has helped support demand side of the equation over the past few years. Lastly, on the fundamental side, um, we see um, defaults, delinquencies and the like remaining very healthy in the agency space, and they compare very nicely to the non-agency sector. Okay, thank you for that outlook. So it sounds a, a lot like 2018, 2017, but maybe more potential for a little bit more headwind. Yeah, that's correct. Thank you, John, for that update on Securitized Market. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our podcast today. Hope you join us next month for our market update.